All right. Uh, welcome to Foul Puck, sports ball for the rest of us. Thanks for joining us here on our inaugural episode. This is very exciting. I'm very excited anyway. I don't know. Rachel looks a little terrified. Uh, so this is us, and we are here to talk about sports. Uh, and when I say us, I guess I should say who that is. So I'm Nancy, and I am here in the Bay Area. I have been here for a long time and I thusly follow some Bay Area teams, but that was not always the case, which we will get into here in a minute. And we also have with us Rachel. Rachel, you wanna say hey? Hi, I'm Rachel, as Nancy said. Um, I am originally from Orlando. I'm living in the Bay Area now. Um, I am a freelance writer and editor. Yay. I should have said I work in tech, but nobody really cares about that. <laughs> and we also have with us Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca, what's up? Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm on the opposite coast, the correct right coast. Uh, <laughs> oh, West Coast, best coast. <laughs> I, uh, I grew up outside Philadelphia, so I have a hint of Philadelphia sports teams, but now I live outside D.C., and so there's a big split between the Philadelphia D.C. thing uh, I'm in research administration, which really doesn't Ooh. mean anything to most people, but if you out there listening know what research administration is, hit me up. <laughs> I suspect that we are actually in adjacent fields because you work a little bit in academia, right? I do. And I work in academia tech, <gasps> so like, I know, I know, revelatory. This is very exciting. And not at all the point of our podcast. <laughs> we so, can do a research so administration we'll just, podcast if you want. We could. We'll save that for a special episode, I think. <laughs> it tells me that's a bit of a niche audience. I mean, Perhaps. you'd think so, but you never know. <laughs> I know plenty of my librarian friends who are also sports enthusiasts, so I think there might be a bigger uh, audience for that than we would expect. But we'll table that for now. <laughs> so uh, just as... An intro to the podcast itself. Uh, this was my uh, terrible scheme, and I dragged Rachel and Rebecca into it. They were very polite about it, and they continue to be very polite about it. Um, but what I said to them in, you know, a fever dream at like 3 a.m. at one point was, you know, when I got into sports as an adult, I really had a hard time finding things that talked about sports at a level that I could understand. Um, because I, you know, I was kind of into sports as a kid a little bit, like I, I played some sports here and there. I was never any good at them. Um, and I didn't have family who were into sports and I didn't really have friends who were into sports. And so when I wanted to get back into them as an adult, it was really hard for me to understand the information um, that was out there because it was all geared to people who had grown up with sports or were really familiar with it in some other way. Uh, which, when I complained to them about it, they, uh, I, I don't remember if you guys actually said, oh yeah, me too, or if you just said, oh yeah, that seems like a thing that would happen. Um, but we thought maybe it would be nice uh, to make a little podcast talking about our various sports where we educate each other about them and where we educate you guys, our listeners, about them as well. Uh, and then, you know, that would be fun. We can just have the conversations. We all follow different teams. We all sort of follow different sports to a greater or lesser extent, though there is a little bit of overlap. Um, but we could explain how they work and what's important to know about them and keep up with current events and have a really good time doing it. And then maybe there would be other folks out there who would also benefit from that same thing. Um, what did, can you guys just say briefly what you thought of the idea? What attracted you to this idea? Because I know why I liked it, but why did you guys like it? Um, 
guess there's not a lot of people out there talking about sports the way I kind of like to talk about sports. Yeah. Um, which is in terms of who has the best name and <laughs> who has the best craziest colors. batting stance. And yes, an analysis of team colors mm-hmm. and um, just all the, the miscellaneous stuff mm-hmm. that goes along with it. It's a very different sort of stat sheet that you keep. <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and with that checks. I I think Nancy, you and I talked about it in the context of of hockey when the Sharks mm. made it to the playoffs, and it was like, yes, okay, so somebody give me a primer on the playoffs and hockey and what I should be watching for, and yes. I actually do listen to a number of hockey podcasts, and I couldn't think of one that fit that bill, um, and and even I who love hockey and know some of the really obscure things that I don't need to save brain space for. Um, there's still pieces of it that I don't understand. And the podcast that I listened to wasn't explaining them either. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that concept. And, you know, Rachel tweets about sports and they're some of the <laughs> most entertaining sports tweets I've ever read. And it's so true. So I love and rarely about sports, actually. Well, yeah, but I love like I love the sport itself i enjoy watching sports and analyzing it and stuff but i also do think there is a place for well that guy's name is really awesome or those mm-hmm. uniforms are terrible and let's talk mm-hmm. about why mm-hmm. yeah because sports is actually fun mm-hmm. <laughs> although what? i know also it's extremely <laughs> painful when you get too invested yes <laughs> that that is also true mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure we'll get into that, especially as the seasons go on. Uh, the Warriors are gonna gonna have a painful one this year. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's a rebuilding year. It's a, uh, kind of. <laughs> no, that's just that's just what you say. No matter oh, okay, what the sport. Okay. Yeah, no matter what the sport. They're trying the not to have a rebuilding year, but they're not going to succeed. I think. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So uh, I'm going to start with Rebecca this time. Rebecca, tell me about what your main sport is and how do you get into it. And why do you follow the team that you follow? And tell me if you need me to repeat any of those for you. Okay, so I'll try to give you the short version of this question. Um, do it. My my main sport is is uh, men's ice hockey. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up, like I said, outside of Philadelphia. So I've been a Flyers fan since I was six. Um, okay. I went to Flyers games when I was younger. I had friends who were Flyers fans. Like that was just. You know, I just kind of grew up with that. And then mm-hmm. I moved to Maryland for college, and mm-hmm. nobody around here followed um, followed hockey, much less a Philadelphia sports team. Plus, I, you know, I, I lost touch with... I didn't have cable in college, so I couldn't watch games of my own team in a different city, you know, all of that. Sure. And then... Um, and then hockey fandom started getting big amongst a lot of my friends, but I'll be honest, they were uh, rooting for teams that I don't care for. I'll just put oh, it give mildly. Us just do it. I mean, like the Penguins. Growing up uh-huh. in Philadelphia, you cannot root for a Pittsburgh team. Um, right. Sure. And the Blackhawks. Those reason. tended to be the two biggest ones that my friends were into. And I was like, well, I can't get. I I, I can't join these people in that in that fandom. Entirely reasonable. And then I discovered that there was a Washington Capitals fandom. And I was like, well, this I can get on board with, even though they're in the same division and I shouldn't be 
I shouldn't be splitting my allegiances within the the the, the division. At whatever it it happened anyway, um, and and then I I honestly I pulled a friend into hockey with me, and into <laughs> and into my team with me, into the Capitals with me, and like that made all the difference because that then meant I had a person, uh, locally, to be into the sport with me. And mm-hmm. man, did I just suck her in. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Um, so that's so, that's kind of a crucial element, though, right? Oh, like absolutely. Like having somebody to talk to about it. Like a lot of people, I think, grow up with their family and they all root for the same team mm-hmm. or something. But if you're getting into it, you know, as an adult or getting re-into it as an adult or getting into a new team mm-hmm. and you don't have anybody to talk about it with, like it's kind of a lonely experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think we all kind of approached sports more as a fandom mm-hmm. you know the same way you would oh yeah various sure. entertainment properties right. yeah I you know that's true. in terms of a community um yeah yeah um <clears throat> and so i like hockey because it's fast and it's interesting and i'm not gonna lie i like a little bit of the violence that happens in hockey <laughs> i don't particularly so care valid. for the, the fighting but i love like the hits and the checks and the the crunching mm-hmm. sounds and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I find it a really fun sport to watch. Um, and, and honestly to listen to like the, mm-hmm. s- the sounds of the game, I, I find enjoyable. Hmm. That's really interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that's great. So do you still follow the flyers at all? I do. I do actually at this point, I, I have now somehow acquired four teams so in the east, I have the Flyers and the Capitals, and mm-hmm. and I mean we can go into this more when we when we dive into hockey more. But uh, yeah. I think I think I could one day let go of the Flyers, but yeah, I, but I'm not there yet. I, okay. Yes, as as long as Claude Giroux, their captain, is with the Flyers, that I'm never I'm not going to let them go. But all right, I presumably he's not going to be their captain forever. Um, so assumes, so yes. in the east, I have the Flyers and the Capitals. And in the west, I have the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. And I have, mm, I have okay. no particular, like, geographical affinity or, or history with either of those <laughs> cities. It's mm-hmm. just become a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. I like it. You're not putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, no, I have really many baskets. It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> they are full of eggs. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Rachel, tell us a little bit about uh, your teams. And... Oh, boy. Um, well, I will try to give you the abbreviated version, but <laughs> once you get me started. Um, okay, so some background. I uh, played softball as a kid, um, starting around the age of eight. I really liked it, and I was actually pretty good at it. I've seen you play softball. Um, You're still not bad at it. Uh, well, adjusted for age and everything. I mean, yes. <laughs> So around the same time when I was a kid, my dad got asked to be the team physician for the uh, Orlando uh, minor league team. It was at first the Twins and then the Orlando Rays. Um, And so I would go with him to games from time to time. And it was the whole, you know, eat peanuts and throw the shells on the floor. And, um, you know, I just really enjoyed it. It was something I could do with my dad. And um, so eventually I got to high school and it got to the point where you have to choose your extracurricular Mm -hmm. activity. And I chose theater. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any regrets about that, mm-hmm. but 
But that's such a choice, isn't it? It is, yes. And um, at that point, my personal connection to sports was kind of broken. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my family's into it, but my family's very much a college football family. Uh, And I have still not gotten into football. (laughs) It's your thing, it's your thing, but it's not mine. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to March of 2016, and I was going through a bit of a rough patch in my life. I was a little bit aimless, and um, I was living at home, and... My uncle uh, got some tickets to a spring training game. Oh, fun. Yes. And so he invited my dad, and my dad invited me, and I'm pretty sure my dad expected me to say no, (laughs) because I think I said no to all sports games up until this time. Did he have another friend he wanted to bring instead of you? (laughs) I don't think so. Um, I just think in general it was more about politeness than anything, but... I did say yes, and I went, and I watched a spring training game between the Astros and the Blue Jays, and I had a really great time. And I had this great experience of like, you know, here's something that I remember liking, and you know, I could like again in a a kind of uncomplicated, root for the good guys sort of way. Right. So um, that was spring training, and then came the season, started in April or so, and I decided, okay, baseballs, I'm going to do baseball now. Um, so my choices as a Floridian were the Miami Marlins or the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm-hmm. And so I watched a few games of both on TV. And what actually made the difference was the broadcasting team. Um, mm. The Miami Marlins had a fantastic team, specifically a guy named Rich Waltz, who were just really good at drawing you into the game and you know letting you get to know the individual players. Mm-hmm. And I that made my choice for me. It wasn't about, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the team members or the team record or anything mm-hmm. like that but I went with the Marlins and I loved them they were a, a great team and uh, you know at that point you had uh, Yelich and Stanton out in the outfield you had Fernandez on the mound you had D Gordon on second base and the reason I list all of those names is because <laughs> a few years later uh, new management came in and decided to burn the house down for the insurance money. And this is a topic that's gonna to come up a lot. And you may have to, us. yeah, you may have to stop me if I get on a good roll. But um, the only good thing about that was the timing, because at that time I was actually moving from Orlando out to the Bay Area. Yay. Yes. And um, Nancy may have had a little something to do with that. Just a little. Just a tiny bit. Just but, a little. So I moved out to the East Bay. And if you're in the East Bay, there's really only one team for you. That's true. And that is the Oakland Athletics. Yep. And fortunately, they are also a good team. Yeah. And I have really enjoyed watching them. Also a good broadcasting team. They um, are. I'm sure I'll mention Dallas Braden. Yes. a former pitcher for them, now a commentator. Is just wonderful and colorful. Spectacular hair. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Google an image. Yes. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now the A's are my team, and I uh, just so happens that when I started watching this, when they really started getting good, that's true. They huh? got to the uh, wild card game last year. They that's may right. do it again this year. We'll yeah. talk about that more, yeah. I'm sure. We will. Yeah, so that's how I got into the into and baseball at the age of thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, something in your throat. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I'm good now. But you still follow the Marlins. I do. Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit harder out here because, you know, it's harder to get the games mm-hmm. out yeah. here. And also, sure. so few of the players are left mm. that I'm kind of like, you know, what am I rooting for? The, Billy right. the Marlin, the mascot? <laughs> yes. An excellent mascot, I mean, but yes. it must be said. But um, So I also follow the former Marlins players who are, you know, 
excelling Mm -hmm. in their various teams and I I still root for them as individuals that makes sense yes actually I love hearing you say that because that's something I really struggle with like part of the Mm -hmm. reason I start to love other teams is because players Mm -hmm. I love move and like that's that you know going back to the idea of why we do this podcast like that's a thing that Mm -hmm. I think it's missed on a lot of sports podcasts especially if they focus on one particular team like you're you're the people you fell in love with on the team end up going elsewhere because it's a business and they you know move and that's that's partly why I support four teams now and you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe have maybe have a couple level in the second tier I feel like I'm coming up on my first experience with that because um Andrea Godalo, who's been one of my favorite warriors, got traded in this offseason. And so now I'm suddenly going to have to like <laughs> figure out what I'm doing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I haven't really run into that yet. Yeah, I will say the good thing about uh, sporting with the Marlins and the A's, they're, you know, they're different leagues, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, so they very rarely play each other. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to pick one over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always like to say I will have a problem when uh, they play each other in the World Series one day. Someday. But since that's about the time that hell's going to freeze over, <laughs> I think I'll have some other more pressing problems at that point. We'll make sure you get tickets. All right. I guess I should intro myself, Please too. do. All right. Uh, well, let's see. So when I was a small wee bean um i showed evidence of going to be becoming a very tall person uh, which did in fact come true indeed and my father uh, bless him wanted to make sure that i knew that uh tall women could do things uh so he used to take me to these uh to the university of illinois volleyball games uh, which was awesome i mean i was like oh i don't know six to nine ish um, and that's really the first experience I remember having with sports. And it was a lot of fun. And we would go, and the U of I volleyball team was really great. And these giant, you know, Amazon women would go spiking the <laughs> ball. And it was really a good time. Um, he was not a super sports fan. Nobody in my family is a super sports fan. You know, it'd be kind of like you'd have the, the football game on in the background at Thanksgiving. And, like, you know... Uh, Lots of people in my family played sports in uh, like junior high and high school. I know my mom's family, my grandfather was one of six brothers and they all played on their high school team uh, and they were interchangeable. (laughs) (laughs) There's a great story about uh, one of them, it was a point at which I think two or three of them were on the high school basketball team and one of them broke his wrist right as they were supposed to go to championships. And so they subbed in his older brother, and, like, nobody could tell the difference anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they just swapped his jersey. <laughs> and you got three curs on there anyway. <laughs> they all look about the same, just tossing an extra. Um, so, so that was always kind of around. A um, and then when I got to high school, I played church league basketball. Um, and as the tallest member of the team, my job was mainly to stand near the, the net and get in the way. I was successful at this. That was about the only thing I was successful at. But I was very good at getting in the way. Um, and also when I was in junior high, high school, it was the big, if you follow basketball at all, you'll know about this, the Chicago Bulls-Utah Jazz rivalry, which was a 
big deal. Um, I lived in the very bottom of Illinois. We don't usually root for Chicago if we can help it. Um, <laughs> good. That's a good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> usually St. Louis is a little closer for us. Um, but in this case, St. Louis doesn't have a basketball team. Um, so the Chicago Bulls were a big, big deal. Everybody went for the Chicago Bulls. This was the Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen era. And then the Utah Jazz. And my father at that time lived in Utah. So I would go from Illinois to Utah and we'd watch the playoffs in the summer on the TV. And I remember um, I would root for the Jazz because they had better colors, mm-hmm. to your point, <laughs> Rachel. Yes, teal and purple. I was like 14. Oh, nice. It was great. Yeah. Um, and my little brother, Isaac, uh, would root for the Bulls because his favorite color was red. So we had a nice little in-house rivalry <laughs> there. Um, and then, you know, much like much like you, I went to college and I was a huge nerd and I was in band and I was in, you know, whatever. <laughs> and nobody I knew cared about sports and I didn't follow them of my own accord. It had always been kind of a group activity for mm-hmm. me. Um, and so I completely stopped. And I didn't pick them up again until I was living out here and the Warriors started getting big. And because my last name is Kerr, and the coach of the Warriors is Steve Kerr. I would every time uh, during you know playoff season, I'd go to pay for something. I'd get a cashier going, "Oh, are you related to Steve Kerr?" <laughs> and you said yes all the time, so you got lots of free stuff. I mean, I did honestly at some point just start saying, "Oh yeah, he's my cousin." Because <laughs> so I now refer to my cousin Steve Kerr. Um, <laughs> Steve Kerr, if you ever listen to this, what up, fam? <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, they got they got big, and I kind of, you know, I was seeing them around, and some of my office folks, my office is very, very into baseball, um, but the few folks are into basketball as well, and it started getting some buzz, and I went, oh, right, there's this basketball team in the area. I hear they're pretty good. Maybe I should get into this again. And so I watched the, I want to say it was the 2016 championship playoffs and I was immediately hooked and then you know started watching the Warriors um, and have not stopped and this year is going to be a test of my devotion but this is going to be a challenge for you because you came in on top I know I came in right as they got really good it was amazing yeah so so but it's okay we're going to pull through I believe (laughs) in them I do I do Steve Kerr is going to figure it out uh so that's that's pretty much it for me. Uh, I love that we've got a bunch of different backgrounds here. This is pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Different experiences. And now for our next segment here, a recurring segment I think we're going to have uh, because this is one of Rachel's favorite things and I love that she loves it so much. <laughs> Rachel, do you have a strange baseball etiquette fact for us? I do, and I'm going to start at the beginning here. Oh, please, yes. Um, when people say baseball etiquette, a lot of times they are referring to something called the unwritten rules of baseball. I have no idea what this means. Please enlighten me. Well, if you're new to baseball, you'll probably spend the first few games or your whole first season, in fact, tugging on the shirt of the person next to you and asking, why the hell did they just do that? Oh, yes, I have done this with you. <laughs> yes, the reply you'll probably get is because that's what they do. I think you have said that, yes. Yes. You see, the great American sport sits behind a veil of mystery, one that is usually referred to as the unwritten rules of baseball. Mm. The internet has kind of negated the unwritten part. A Google search will turn up 1.92 million results, but you still won't find find these regulations in any rule book. Some are entirely practical in nature. For example, when two outfielders are converging on a fly ball, the center fielder gets to make the call between I got it and you got it. 
Some are about respect, like always crossing the batter's box behind the catcher and umpire rather than walking in front of them. Rude. Some are just superstition, like not talking about a no-hitter or even saying the word no-hitter while a no-hitter is in progress. Oh, this is like the play that must not be named. Indeed. Ah. Most Fandoms the... are all the same. <laughs> Most, like the game of baseball itself, seem to belong to a different era, a more genteel time of monocles and bone china. <laughs> One that may not have actually ever existed. They're <laughs> archaic and silly and part of what makes baseball so delightful. Mm -hmm. Each episode, I'll bri briefly focus on one of these unwritten rules and attempt to explain it, its history, and what happens when you break it. Hint, there's a reason why batters wear helmets. <laughs> Finally, I'll tell you how you should feel about this unwritten rule. <laughs> or rather, I'll tell you how I feel about it, which is the correct way. Mm, no doubt. <laughs> and them's the rules. I love that. That's going to be great. I can't wait to hear all of them. Although, I don't know, is, is it oxymoronic to write it down? Like, that is it, a good question. Do they cease to be unwritten rules once the internet has captured them? Well, I don't I think mean, so. It depends on who you qualify as writing the rules. Ooh. Yeah. So because they're not they're in any not, official rule book right, that you're going to find. Right. So they exist, but they don't exist. Exactly. Schrodinger's baseball rules. Right. I'm into it. They don't <laughs> exist until you break them. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going deep, guys. We're going deep. All right, moving right along. Uh, current sports events for our respective teams. Now, for hockey and basketball, it's the off season, right? Yes. Um, so, so we've had some trades. I know probably your teams are are doing a few things. I know the Sharks, who are the hockey team that I have just recently started following, um, are you know like released their fall schedule, and the Warriors just released their fall schedule this week as well. Mm -hmm. But there's not a whole lot going on there no no um, it's actually quite upsetting that there's nothing yes. going on because <laughs> so hashtag is it october yet oh yeah. <laughs> no it's not it's still august i love august but i feel you i do and so in that case uh we're gonna talk mostly in terms of current events about baseball it's Rachel's time to shine. Yeah, it is, Rachel. Come on. All right, so tell us about the A's. They are, the World Series is like in what, October? Yes. And the World Series is where you have the final team in one league playing the final team in the other league. Correct. Right? Yes. yes. Okay, good. I understand that much. Um, so tell us how the A's are doing. Are they going to make the playoffs? Can we legitimately hope that they're going to make the playoffs? What are we... Um, I mean, it depends on who you ask. Okay. Um, I'm asking you. <laughs> well, okay. I'll, I'll be a realist about this. Please. Um, oh, wait. The, we have to be so realistic on this podcast? It, it's up to you. Oh, no, okay. Completely okay. up to you. Absolutely not. We just like to declare it when we're gonna. Oh, okay. Yes. Fair. So, as you said, baseball has two leagues, the American League and the National League. Right. And uh, there are three divisions within each league. So, uh, East, Central, and West. Okay. So, the top teams, the top teams with the best records in each of those three divisions in each of those two leagues. So, there are like six, six divisions, basically. Yes. Okay. Those teams are guaranteed a spot in the, the postseason. Okay. So, six guaranteed spots, one for each area, one for each league. Correct. Okay. And that the... So there are eight total teams, though, that go to the postseason. To, mm -hmm. So to pick those two leftover spots, mm -hmm. they take the team, regardless of division, the two teams with the top records in each league. Mm -hmm. So the two at the top of the American League and the two at the top of the National League will play each other for that fourth spot, and that's called the wild card spot. Oh, uh, okay. So in terms of the A's, the Astros are at the top of the division. They've got a really good record. They are... 
this is me being a realist here, probably going to get mm-hmm. that spot, that automatic spot. Mm-hmm. Um, unless something should happen, say mm-hmm. they all get food poisoning at the same time. <laughs> I'm not wishing for that to happen. Right. I'm just saying if yeah. it might. Right. And if you're serving them shellfish, <laughs> God be with you. <laughs> um, more likely what's going to happen is that the A's will be in contention for that wild card spot. Okay. Um, there are about three teams that are in that spot. The A's, uh, Cleveland, and uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And these are all in the same league. Yes. Different divisions. Right. Um, Cleveland is in the central. Right. Tampa Bay, of course, is in the east. Right. But since they all have records about the same, mm-hmm. uh, they're all they're, going They're in contention, yes. yes. And whoever at the end of the regular season is on top of those three, the top two, will play each other, and the winner will get that wild card spot. Okay. So that's where the A's are. They're in contention for the wild card spot in the American League. So currently, there's the possibility that they would not play for that wild card spot at all. There is. There's the yes. possibility that they would play for it and lose. Which is what they did last year. Yes. Okay. Uh, they played the Yankees. Oh, oh bummer. And that yeah, was hard. it. Was it was a rough game. It yeah. was. Um, they just didn't didn't show put up a good showing mm-hmm. that game. Okay. And then there is the possibility that they would play against the Cleveland Indians, the Tampa Bay Rays, and they would win. Yes. And then they would go on to play. Who who do we think you said the Astros? They would play whoever has the best record out of the three teams at the top of the American League, and right now that is the Astros. Mm-hmm. So they would most likely go straight to playing the Astros in mm-hmm. the American League Division Series. Mm-hmm. And the Astros won last year or two years ago? Two years ago? Two, two years ago sounds right. Yes. Recently. Yes. I apologize. So still... I get the years mixed up. No, but we, we don't yes, they've, they've been good for the past few years. Okay. So so if the A's make it into playing for the wild card spot and they then win that wild card spot. Correct. They're going to immediately go up against the team that won the World Series a year or two ago. Yes. Cool. They won yes. in 2017. That... Ah, Thank you. Rebecca with the save. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember 2016, it was the Cubs, because everybody mm. remembers that. <laughs> it changed our universes. It and did. split us into the wrong timeline. Yes, yes that's a, a conversation this. for another day. But <gasps> yes, that had, yes, yeah. cosmological consequences. It did. it did. Anyway, so yes. Um, and unfortunately, the A's, when they're up against the Astros, don't tend to do particularly well. Um, Though they are currently playing the Astros right now and have won the first two games of the series, and I believe they're actually playing right as we record right now. That's exciting. Hey, Rebecca, what's the score? (laughs) I will find out. Bodes well for us, I think. That seems like a good omen. Yeah, I like it. Wow. Chris, she's going to look it up. The the A's are up 8-3 as we speak at the bottom of the seven. Holy balls. What inning are we in? Bottom of the seventh. Oh. I mean, there's still time. (laughs) Knock on many wooden things. (laughs) All right. All right. So there's, there's hope. There is hope. Yes. There's hope. We're not, we're not getting our hopes too high. Right. But there is a very real path for them to be in the postseason. I dig it. I dig it. All right. All right. That's a good phrase. I like that phrase. (laughs) A very real path for them to do it. To be in the postseason. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh boy, the Marlins. Um, well, so after that fire sale, mm. um, again, uh, I'll try not to go into this too deeply, but essentially they sold off everybody good. 
Um, they kept a couple of team staples, but not many. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the only reason I think that this could have been done was in order to uh, stop paying high salaries and make more money for the new owners. Okay. They right. claim it's a rebuilding thing. Mm-hmm. The next few years will bear this out and see who is right. Right. Uh, I have my suspicions, but... <laughs> okay. So the Marlins have ended up with a lot of either brand new players or players who are kind of at the end of their mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are still fun to watch play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still amused by Don Mattingly's uh, poker face. Mm. But they are at the very bottom of the National League East. Mm-hmm. I believe they are at the very bottom of the National League. They are not the worst in Major League Baseball. Good for them. Uh, the Detroit <laughs> Tigers and the Kansas City Royal. Oh, no, the White Sox, I believe, are, are kind of going back and forth on that one. Uh-huh. Uh, but they are, Marlins are not good, Nancy. They are, they are bad. So the path for the Marlins to get to the playoffs is several years traps. away. <laughs> yes. Uh, this year, it, it may not be a mathematical possibility. I haven't crunched the numbers, but uh, uh, it may not be impossible in the same way that a four-sided triangle is impossible. <laughs> but it, it's not going to happen. It's, okay. Yeah. Right. Very improbable. Yes. yes. All right. Very good. Again, the entirety of the National League would have to get food poisoning. <laughs> well, if caterers are listening... <laughs> All right. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Well, this this actually brings up a thing that I want to hear from both of you on, in fact, um, which is because this doesn't come up for me personally. I tend to be um, uh, monogamous with my teams <laughs> in a sport. I mean, I have several teams that I follow in various sports, um, but but within one sport, I, I sort of have a, a one true team that I that I love. Um <laughs> So I'm curious, I'd love to hear you both talk a little bit about what it's like to follow more than one team in the same sport. Do you do you just like root for whoever's doing better? Do you like have divided loyalties? How does that work? It's very challenging. Is it? Yes. Um, so uh, much like, well, kind of like baseball, there's, there's not two leagues in hockey, but there's two mm-hmm. conferences. And so the mm-hmm. ones in the East play each other more often than the east and the west play each other and the ones in the west play each other more than they more than they cross right. so yes. basketball's the same way yeah so the flyers and the capitals might play each other four times in a season and the stars and the avalanche might might also play each other four times in a season but mm-hmm. the stars and the capitals for example will play once in dc and once in dallas mhm so you know, when none of my teams are playing each other, it's great. It's perfect. <laughs> it's wonderful. Everything is fine. Um, mm-hmm. it, it does become very challenging when they play each other. Um, mm-hmm. I Probably out of those four, it would be easiest to say that the avalanche would come fourth for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of the other three, it's very challenging. When, when mm-hmm. the stars come here to D.C., for example, we usually get tickets to the game and sit very close up and um usually they play very early in the season which means Mm -hmm. there's not a clear team to root for in terms Mm. of who needs the win more at that point right sure um so so usually it's it's easier early in the season when we get to later in the season and we're talking about 
points needed to make the playoffs or points needed to win the president's trophy or points for whatever to not be eliminated that's when mm-hmm. it that's when it gets harder because like this this past year the the capitals were pretty much a lock to get into the into the playoffs the flyers were pretty much not but then you know there's there's that that moment where maybe it can happen so do I root for the Flyers to win to maybe make it into the playoffs or do I root for the Capitals because they have a much better chance of going farther in in the mm-hmm. uh, in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. honestly, it depends on it depends on where we are in the season, it depends on where they are in the standings. Uh, it depends on my mood that day. <laughs> it depends on, you know, what player has gotten a new puppy that week. <laughs> what, you know, it's it's all of that kind of stuff. But it is it definitely is colors. challenging. Yes, who has better <laughs> colors? Who's wearing so in in hockey they usually have a a home jersey and an away jersey, but the last few years uh-huh. they've introduced these third jerseys. So, like Ooh. if the Flyers are wearing their third jersey, that thing looks pretty awesome, so I might be rooting for them a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Solid criteria. Yeah, yeah. But it no, it 100% is a challenge. So, okay, you follow for hockey teams. Yes. How I don't recommend it. <laughs> do you even begin to keep up? That's, I mean, each hockey team and each basketball team, they both play 82 games yeah. a season, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of them every other day. Yeah. How, like, what percentage of games would you say you watch? And, like, how do you keep up when you're not able to watch so, their games? So, um, I, I will admit I'm one of those people who plays for pays for NHL TV, so that mm-hmm. I can watch out-of-market games. Um, well, it sounds like you're getting your money's worth. Oh, yeah, 100%. I definitely <laughs> don't share that uh, membership with anybody else so they can also watch games either. Right, no, of course not. Why mm-hmm. would you do such no. a thing? Um, so uh, I think last season I probably missed watching maybe two Capitals games. Um, That's it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a problem. Calling me impressed, <laughs> though, honestly, like yeah. that's a commitment. Yeah, man. yeah, uh, <laughs> it is a commitment. It is. Um, I mean, but those are the ones that are like you know televised locally, so they're very easy to catch. Um, sure. I'd say I probably watch about a quarter of the Stars games and maybe a quarter of the Flyers games, just because mm-hmm. they're always a little bit harder to catch. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'll be honest, I am a go to bed early kind of person. So the mm-hmm. fact that the stars and the abs games all start West an hour Coast. later mm-hmm. means that I yeah. watch them less, less frequently. Sure. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. So if you're not able to watch their games, like for the stars and the avalanche, mm-hmm. if you're watching a quarter of their games, mm-hmm. how do you keep up with what's going on? Or do you just sort of like catch it as it comes and dip in and dip out? And... Um, well, it's a little bit of both. Um, I follow a lot of the commentators and the news people for both of those teams, for all of the teams mm-hmm. on Twitter. So I mm-hmm. do read a lot of their articles. Um I have a subs- subscription to The Athletic, which I also mm-hmm. definitely don't share with anyone. I um, love The Athletic. I do, I'm too. Sorry, like, they are not paying me to say this, but like I legit love The Athletic. I, so I do need to get a subscription? You, you do. Okay. Like, it's yes, actually really Rachel, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, to say, it's also confusing for me 
when Nancy says, the athletics said this. Oh, right. And yes. I hear the athletics said Right. right. See, this. and I just forget that the A's actual name is the athletics at all. Yes. I've just only ever known them as the yeah. A's. Yeah. Well, I shall look into getting my very own subscription. I think you should. <laughs> yes. Um, so Sorry, I, so, I interrupted you. No, 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 it's fine. Um, so I follow a lot of the, the media um, and the players on Twitter and Instagram and follow it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I'm watching a Capitals game, listen, I'll be honest, I've turned into that person who will have the Capitals game on my television and the Stars game on my laptop in my lap. <laughs> I love it. Like, I, I, I have it. become that person. I um, have done that with Warriors and Sharks when they have a game on the yeah, same night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's, there are always games up against each other. Um, and Mm -hmm. I follow them on my phone to watch the stats and who's doing what. And, um, I just let myself get real invested in it. So it's, it becomes Mm -hmm. then like second nature to follow everything Mm -hmm. that's happening. And, Mm -hmm. and I'll be honest, I am, I am a fan of, I don't know how to say this. I, I'm a fan of the sport in general, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll follow news of other teams that I don't, mm-hmm. that I don't actually you know quote unquote care about, just sure. because it's interesting. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. What about you, Rachel? What's it like following two teams? It sounds like the Marlins and the A's are, sort of run into each other less than maybe some of Rebecca's very much less teams yeah. do. Um, they're actually I believe they're playing next season. Oh. Um, but it's like I say every few years because mm-hmm. they're on different coasts and right. on different leagues. Right. Um, some of the teams, uh, if they're in the same market, but they're in two different leagues, they'll play often in a way that is like a rivalry. Like the Mets versus the Yankees see each other every year. Right. Sure. Uh, the Rays and the Marlins see each other every year, mm-hmm. but the A's and the Marlins very very rarely do. So uh, I don't have much of a conflict of interest there. That's nice. Sounds like Rebecca has it much rougher than I do. <laughs> Well, Rebecca did it to herself. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you, like, I know you follow their Twitters, both yes. of them. Do you follow, like, individual players a lot, or do you mostly follow, like, the teams? Oh, that's a good question. I don't actually follow the individual players. Uh-huh. I, uh, I do follow the teams and their, their broadcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow the, uh, not the official Major League Baseball account, but there's one called At Cut 4 mm-hmm. that's, they're like, after dark account to post kind of silly <laughs> stuff and the kind of stuff that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's kind of how I follow them. Okay. I'm on Twitter more than I should be. As are we all. Yes. <laughs> so that's my primary way. And I will say when the Marlins play the A's next year, I'm a bit of a contrarian, so I'm probably going to go to the stadium all decked out in Marlins stuff. Do you need me to go with you to be your muscle just in case? <laughs> Honestly, this is... This is not a rivalry that people lose sleep over. <laughs> okay. Uh, I checking. might be the only one uh, with serious, you know, investment feet in both, in both sides. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go dressed in Marlins gear to the Giants, San Francisco Giants Stadium. That's see, like that I, would get me beat up. Yes. Right. See, so yeah. the Giants and the Dodgers. I mean, they have literal riots when like. Yes. They yeah. Play, that so. that rivalry is pretty intense yeah no like people have gotten stabbed in parking lots and shit. yes but the marlins and the giants have some bad blood okay there okay which is it's a whole another thing and i can get into it anytime but another day i think all right no but Very that's good. that's a good point i mean the the fact that none of my teams are like super huge rivals is helpful mm. yeah. yeah that does make a lot of sense because i know so 
disclaimer that all of us are on Twitter a lot, I believe. Yes. Um, and I know, uh, and I should also say part of the, the fun part of how we all three, I think, approach sports a bit is, as Rachel said, and as you kind of alluded to, Rebecca, is as a fandom, we, we're into it as fans, um, not as athletes necessarily, not as, you know, people who, who grew up playing a sport and thus follow the sport. Um, and it's, it's been very funny to me how many hockey fans I suddenly know when it becomes hockey season, <laughs> because yeah, half point. my half my Twitter timeline turns into angry tweets about hockey games, and I gotta say, this is the excuse me, this past year is the first year I've really followed the Sharks, which was great fun and I've really enjoyed it, and I had some uh, uncalled for rage at some <laughs> of my Twitter friends who like are lovely people and I've always enjoyed talking with them and then all of a sudden they're posting these tweets about like go Vegas Knights and I'm like we gonna throw down <laughs> yeah <laughs> some people got nasty during the playoffs and, these, and they totally weren't and like we yeah were I mean nasty humans. in a, yeah. a relative sense yeah, yeah. no but that's <laughs> so true I mean that's honestly that's why I struggled with getting into hockey fandom again as an adult because mm. all of my friends were into these teams I didn't support. And so mm-hmm. that made it something I didn't want to get into. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the struggle is real. All right, so we've been talking a lot about baseball today. Um, I feel like I have a basic understanding of baseball. <laughs> I, I mean, have I have played. a better understanding of it now than I did 20 minutes ago. At least the yeah, league structure. Right? That's great. <laughs> and my job here is done? Or... <laughs> no, it's only just, just beginning. So, so uh, Rachel, explain us baseball. There's a bat. There's a ball. Oh, yeah, you got it. There I are mean, some bases. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, that's all. And there are unwritten yeah. rules. And yes. there are unwritten rules. Yes, baseball. Yes. And I think... You know, I'll, I'll learn more in terms of comparing with other sports as we go here. Sure. But baseball specifically seems to have a lot of uh, kind of Byzantine rules mm-hmm. and uh, exceptions and all sorts of things. One of the things that I have found most interesting is that, and this applies mostly, I think, to baseball, but also to like football and basketball, I think, is that um, in my office we've had, we've recently hired several ESL folks. And one of the pieces of feedback that we got in uh, in terms of adjusting our training program was, you guys use a lot of idioms to talk about things, and a lot of them are sports related. Mm-hmm. And I, which of course is true. And I stopped and thought about it, and I was like, so much of English is so dependent on baseball. You know, we talk yes. about sliding into home, <laughs> we talk about rounding the bases, we talk about like you know, hitting it out of the park or, mm-hmm. you know, swing and a miss or, you know, like so much of it. And you don't even realize, you just know within context what that phrase means. And I just thought it was such an interesting piece of feedback to be like, we can't understand you when you're talking like this. <laughs> yeah. It really is interesting how uh, how much baseball has embedded itself into mm-hmm. American English. Yeah. And I think that speaks to I mean, obviously the popularity of sport, but sure. also the enduring kind of nature of the sport. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's quote-unquote the American pastime, yeah. which I've always kind of resented a little bit, honestly. <laughs> I was like, I'm American, I don't give two shits about baseball. But, yeah. like, but, but there's a point to it, I have to admit. Yeah. 
So, you know, you, I think even non-fans are probably a little bit more conversant in the language than yeah. they might realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are certainly, um, you know, a lot of terms and, mm-hmm. and situations that uh, that can get kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. So, so lay it out for me. Okay. I, I go I go to a baseball game. <laughs> what am I going to see? What What is the point? <laughs> You're going to see men in tight pants. I'm into oh, it. And tell I'm not, me more. I'm not going to say that's not the point. <laughs> uh, it's up there. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know how basic you want me to go. Oh, I want the most basic. Okay, but you got your two teams. Okay. You got nine players at a time on each team. How many players do we have on a team generally? Um, this is where it gets a little complicated because okay. at any one time, a baseball team, during the, the reg- most of the season, they're allowed to have a 25-man roster. That's a lot of dudes. I apologize. There's going to be some gendered language in here. Yeah. I'm going to try to stick with gender-neutral stuff, but... You know, it's in there, so I apologize if uh, we do all too much of that talk comes out. at this point primarily about men's sports, so That's that is going to be a thing. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so 25 people on the roster at any one time. Okay. Uh, so that's who they have to pull for, from in the game, during the game right. itself. It becomes complicated because with the minor league system and trades and everything, you can pull people up, shove people back down. Mm-hmm back and forth from teams mm-hmm. but so on any given day you're going to be pulling from 25 people and you're a pulling lot of whom are pitchers nine of them yes okay but nine at any one time are playing the game okay okay you've got the pitcher and the catcher mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. Uh, you also have uh, first base second base shortstop who mm-hmm. plays in between generally in between second and third okay third base you have three outfielders a right fielder a center fielder and a left fielder okay uh, so that's who's going to be on the field at any one time. And if the team is out in the field, they're playing defense. Okay. If the team is up to bat, they're playing offense. Mm-hmm. And um, each each one of those turns at bat, mm-hmm. uh, a turn for one team at bat and then on the field, that's called an inning. Okay. I'm going to put a pin in that because offense and defense yes. are things that we're all going to talk about. Yes. Because they are in, I think, basically every sport. So, Rebecca, can you def- do you want to try and define offense and defense for us here? In general or for hockey? In general. Oh. Just not for baseball. Just in okay. general. Well, this is going to come I, up. I can't describe it for baseball because I never think of baseball as a particularly offensive or defensive sport. But Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so primarily I think all of the sports that we talk about are points-based sports. So mm-hmm. offense is going to be your people who score the points. And defense mm-hmm. is going to be your people who try to stop the other team from scoring points. Mm-hmm. And so it and it trades back and forth. Right. So whenever, whichever team has the item with which to score, <laughs> possession of the item. Or, oh, yes, yeah, we can't say the ball. Whatever. Yeah. Then they are the team on offense. And as soon as that switches hands, in basketball that can be, you know, in a second. Second. Yep. Same in hockey. Mm-hmm. In baseball, it's every other inning. Yes, it's it's divided more so in it's baseball. It's divided than in, more in, in baseball than in other sports. But whichever team has possession of the item used to score, they're on offense, mm-hmm. and the other team who is trying to keep the other them from scoring is defense. Yes. Okay. So in an inning, you have two teams. Yes. An inning is the division of time. Yes. And you've got one team on offense and one team on defense. Yes. Okay. And whoever's ballpark they're playing in is the home team. Ah, okay, great. Okay, and so the the team who's, uh, it's not the home team, the away team, the mm-hmm. visiting team, mm-hmm. um, they're up to bat first. Okay. And then How they... How polite. 
<laughs> yes, I know. Um, and then uh, they switch and the home team comes up to bat. Okay. And they do that because that means that the home team gets the potential last at bat after mm-hmm. nine innings. Okay. Uh, I may be going too fast on this because there's a lot to get through till we get to the bottom of the ninth. Uh-huh. But uh, yes, nine innings. The top of the inning is when the visiting team is at bat. Mm-hmm. And the bottom of the inning is when the home team is at bat. So when you start a game, mm-hmm. it's the top of the first inning. Yes. And the away team is batting. Correct. Which means the away team is on offense. Yes. All right. And I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> Um, each half inning, when the team is up to bat, they have three outs Okay. to do as much as they can before getting those three outs. What's an out? An out, I almost said, is when the batter is out. <laughs> um, so you've got a batter. Let's start there. Okay, I have a batter. Okay, so there's a list called a roster that says, you know, who's going to bat in what order. Right. And um, everybody on the team who plays offense also plays defense. Okay. Except the pitcher in the American League, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> but so your first base, your second base, and so on, they've Everybody all got an order in which they bat. Yes. Okay. But I think okay, so the... I think for purposes of like our first few episodes, we can start with the basics and ignore the exceptions. Okay. Yeah, right. I agree. That, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have issues with the designated hitter anyway, but yeah, we'll come back to that. So okay, so everybody's bad. Let's right. say okay. All right. First person, your leadoff hitter, mm-hmm. gets up to bat, which means they stand in the batter's box by home plate with a bat, which they will use either right-handed or left-handed. Okay. And the pitcher will throw a ball mm-hmm. over the plate, mm-hmm. presumably, <laughs> and the batter will attempt to hit it. Okay. Uh, and not hit it to any of one of the defenders in the field. Right. So you've got, when a person gets up to bat, mm-hmm. there are several outcomes that can happen. Okay. A strikeout happens when the batter uh, either swings at three pitches and misses, or the ball is right over, thrown right right over the plate, mm-hmm. but they don't swing. Should have swung. Should have swung. Chooses not to. Yes. Okay. Any combination of uh, swung and missed, didn't swing when it was a, a strike, mm-hmm. a good pitch, mm-hmm. or uh, what's called a foul ball, which is they the batter hits it, it makes contact, but it goes outside the lines on either okay. side of the field. That's mm-hmm. a foul ball. So either you swing and you don't hit it, or it was a good pitch and you should have swung at it, or you hit it and something not helpful happens. Yes. Any of those are strikes. Yes, okay. and there, there are two kinds of pitches. The pitches will be ruled either a ball or a strike. Okay. A ball is when, uh, well, let's say, first define the strike zone. The strike zone is uh, throwing the ball in the space over the plate between approximately the pitcher's, the batter, excuse me, the batter's armpits and knees. Okay. So in the swingable zone. Okay. Um, that's called the strike zone. Okay. If the ball is thrown in the strike zone and the batter doesn't swing, mm-hmm. that's a strike. Okay. If the ball is thrown anywhere and the batter swings and misses, that's a strike. That's a strike. Um, if the ball is thrown outside of the strike zone, mm-hmm. that's a ball. Okay. So if you throw the ball and it goes over my head, yes, and I don't swing at and it, and you don't swing, that is a ball. Okay. Um, now the at bat continues until either the batter gets three strikes and is out, mm-hmm. or uh, the batter accrues four balls and gets to walk to first base. Okay. That's called a walk or a base on balls. And that means they can just wander to first base. Yes. Nobody can stop them. Correct. They don't have to hit anything. Yes, it's not a time sensitive thing. I mean, you want to <laughs> you want to pick up your heels and get to first, but uh-huh. they're not in danger of being out. So no stopping for mimosas, but Correct. But we don't have to run. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Now, if no, the batter no, makes sorry, contact with the ball, do they yes, ever yes. really just wander? Cuz that I would tune in for. 
Like if they just like <laughs> not like, usually because the bat is pretty happy tulips. if they got a walk oh, okay. usually um if they strike out and the batter does not agree with the call from the umpire they will sometimes hang around home plate uh, either making ugly faces at or saying things about the umpire's mother um, and then they'll take their time but usually if it's a walk they're they're rearing to go okay um, another thing that can happen is uh, the batter can get hit Ouch. by the ball. Um, the pitcher isn't usually not trying to hit the batter with the ball. I like the usually there. <laughs> no, it, it comes into play. Okay. Um, but if the batter is hit by the ball, mm-hmm. uh, the, the at-bat stops and the mm-hmm. batter takes their base. It goes to first base, okay. yes. All right. That's not the ideal situation for either the pitcher or the batter because it hurts an awful lot. Yeah, it Pitches like it. are generally in the 90s, Ow. 90 miles an hour. Yeah, um, I don't want to get up hit by slower, that. But yeah, it's, no. yeah. Sometimes you can hear it on the, Ooh. yeah, we won't get into that. Ouchies. So uh, ideally what the batter wants to do is make contact with the bat and the ball and get a hit, which yes. is to get the ball into the, the uh, in-play area. So not a okay. foul ball outside the lines, inside the lines. Right. Once hitting the, it somewhere onto the field. Yes. Okay. Once the bat has made contact with the ball, there are several basic kinds of hits. Okay. Um, if it bounces along the ground, that's called a ground ball or a grounder. Okay. Uh, when that happens, the defenders, the guys out in the field, mm-hmm. their job is to get the ball and to throw it to first base and have the first baseman catch it mm-hmm. before the runner gets to first base. Okay. Uh, so, so, so this is a general principle, right? Yes. Like, if you are running to a base, mm-hmm. any base, yes, and s- the person who is guarding that base mm-hmm. gets the ball before you get there, you're out. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a basic principle. Yes. So anytime somebody hits a ball, everybody who's on a base is running to another base, right? Not always. Not, okay. Well, but the, the, the basic <laughs> premise. Theoretically. Yes. Theoretically. Um, yes, everybody would go in order and they would have a base runner behind them. Mm-hmm. And yes, when the ball is hit, their job would be to run to the next base. Okay. Um, if the ball is hit in the air, if it's not on the ground, it can either be a line drive where it's kind of going straight ahead, or mm-hmm. it can be a fly ball where it gets hit way up in the air. Mm-hmm. When that happens, the uh, defenders, the fielders, will try to catch it. Mm-hmm. Now, if they catch it before it hits the ground, the batter is out. Okay. So that's the ideal. If it hits the ground before anyone can catch it, they'll still try to get it to first base. Mm-hmm. But if it gets out of the infield, which is the dirt part mm-hmm. in the middle of the field, if it gets on the grass, the base runner is probably going to be able to get to first base. Mm-hmm. And that is a successful hit. Okay. And that's called a base hit. Okay. If they hit it real far and nobody catches it and they have time to run to second base, that's a double. Okay. Um, Triples are also possible. They're they're rarer because usually everybody in outfield is so good that they can get the baseball back into the infield uh-huh. by the time that the person gets to second. Yeah. But triples do happen. Okay. Um, if the batter hits it so hard that it goes out of the park, mm-hmm. that is called a home run. There Yay. are many synonyms for home run. Uh-huh. Uh, dinger, raking, going yard, all those things. <laughs> good golly. Um, sometimes sportscasters make up new ones as you're going. Um, <laughs> one thing you'll hear Dallas Braden say a lot is... Going to Pound Town. Ah, Dallas. Uh, yes. Hashtag sports tweet. We're going to have to have uh, a whole about... segment on just terrible, terrible oh, commentary. there's yes. so Which many. Is also amazing. Yes. Um, yes, but if you watch an A's broadcast uh, with irony-free speech, mm-hmm. he will uh, proclaim that we have gone to Pound Town. 
Oh, right. Sometimes we take the express train to pound town. Oh, do we? We do, yeah. yes. <laughs> anyway, do a home run means... Themselves? No. I, I do wonder they don't. about that. <laughs> so a home run means that the batter gets to run all the way around the bases and they can't be out. Okay. They go all the way around the bases, touch home, that's a run. Okay. If there's anybody else on base, uh, say on first, second, or third, mm -hmm. when the batter gets a home run, mm -hmm. everybody goes in. So like, it clears the bases. It gets everybody in. And so each run is one point. Each run is one this point. This is a point-scoring game. Yes. They're You're trying to score points. Yes. The points in baseball are called runs. Okay. So, so you get up to bat. You swing. You hit it. You hit a home run. You go around. That's one run. Yes. If you get up to bat, there are like three guys ahead of you on the bases. Mm -hmm. You hit a home run. Everyone ahead of you also scores a point. Correct. So that's four points. Yes. Okay. And a home run with three people on base, which is the maximum number of people who can mm -hmm. be on base, is called a grand slam. Mm -hmm. That gets you four runs. It's very exciting. I have seen our buddy Paul do it in our softball intramural uh, <laughs> team. And he might be the only one I've ever seen do it. It was impressive. Uh, Bryce Harper had one just the other day. It was beautiful. Oh, did he? Yeah. Ah, uh, it's nice. It, it must just be so satisfying. Too. Yes. All right. So, so getting it out. So, so the offensive team is trying to get as many guys across home base as possible. Correct. They want as many runs as they can get. Yes. The defensive team is trying to stop this. Yes. That is the main goal. Yes. So they can stop it by catching a ball before it hits the ground, mm -hmm. by catching the ball and throwing it to one of the base guys before the runner gets to it. Yes. Is there any other way you can get an out? Uh, yes. Um, Anytime the ball is caught without hitting the ground. So even if it's a foul ball and one mm -hmm. of the defenders catches it, mm -hmm. uh, the batter is out. Okay. Um, I was trying to see how much we wanted to get into stealing. No, nope. nope. okay. mm -hmm. that's another conversation. Okay. Um, you can tag the batter as well. Mm -hmm. Let's say uh, the, the uh, base runner is running from second to third and the shortstop gets a ground ball. Mm -hmm. The shortstop can, with their glove, reach out and tag mm -hmm. the batter physically. Instead of throwing it to one of the base guys. Yes. Okay. And the runner is out. Okay. Um, I believe if the ball is hit and it hits one of the runners going oh. to base, uh, I've seen this happen in softball, college softball, not uh -huh. in baseball, but I believe the runner is also out. Oh, interesting. The ball physically hits them. Yes. Huh. It probably Very depends on where we are in the play, and right? Yes. Very much so. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So the defending team gets three outs. Three, three batters in some variation yes. of, of thing get out then the inning changes right yes and so then however many runs they got that's how many they got for that inning yes and, and once the team the, switch yes once the third out is gotten play stops mm -hmm. um no runs you can't score any runs before mm -hmm. that third out mm -hmm. well, that's a confusing thing to say but let's just say play stops okay. at three outs right and the, the players on the field come off the field mm -hmm. players up at bat go out into the field they mm -hmm. switch okay yes and we do that nine times Minimum. Yes. Okay. Actually, seventeen times because you got switches in the oh, middle of the oh, inning. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. True. But, but nine. Nine. Uh, yes. Nine complete <laughs> cycles nine. of three outs for the away mm -hmm. team. Right. Three outs for the home team. Yes. Okay. And so generally, a baseball game goes nine innings. Mm -hmm. They are not timed innings. Right. So as long as nine inning takes, is this how? As long as nine innings takes, <gasps> oh, and God. if they're tied at the end of nine innings, mm -hmm. baseball is somewhat unique in this. Um, 
in that the game can go as as many more innings as necessary. Unlike uh, hockey or basketball, at which point, at some point, it becomes sudden death. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Okay. So you can have baseball games that go on for 13, 14, up to like 18 innings. What's the longest baseball game? Do you know? I believe um, in in like modern time baseball, it's yeah. like 20, 21 innings. <gasps> Yeah, it's that, like, like a nine-hour, yeah, seven to oh, nine-hour game. Terrible. I, I hate um, to correct yes. you, Rachel, but apparently oh. the longest professional ha! baseball game was thirty-three innings. Holy crap! It was eight hours was and twenty-five wrong. minutes. Who was this and when? Uh, 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 uh. It was nineteen eighty-one. Oh, that's Triple A minor. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> okay, but. Okay. Who was it though? I'm dying to Okay, know. the longest game in major league history was 25 innings on May 8th, okay, 1984, okay. when the Chicago White so Sox cool. beat the Milwaukee Closer. Brewers 7 to 6. The game lasted 8 hours and 6 minutes. Jeez. Yeah. So typically a 9-inning baseball game is going to run about 3 hours. Right. Uh, but I mean it can run shorter than that if they, you know, if everybody's getting out as soon as they go up to bat, mm-hmm. the game will run shorter. Uh Sometimes they'll run a whole lot longer, even if they're just nine innings. Okay. Okay. Rebecca, do you feel like you understand baseball better now? I do, actually. (laughs) Do you have any questions? So it's not just me rambling on. I don't have any questions yet. Uh, Trust me, if I had a question, I would interject. (laughs) Okay, good. See, the problem comes is that there's all kind of exceptions. Right, of course. um, To everything. Everything. Yeah. Okay. But, but I feel like I have a basic grasp of this now, which is always questionable. <laughs> we, <laughs> I play softball every year on my company team. Rachel has joined us the last two years. Yes. Um, and one of the things that's really fun about that is that it is actually limited. So we play seven innings or 70 minutes, whichever comes first, yes. which mm. is merciful because we are all... Yeah, if you can't get those three outs and you're standing out in the field for oh, hours and man. hours, it's it's rough. And sometimes we play really good teams and it's like, just put us out of our misery already. Just <laughs> please end this. I wish so that that's... about pro games sometimes. Like, just, yeah. can we just end it? Yeah. Yes. Well, I have. I actually have a really good... Uh, proposal for that. Uh, yeah. I have a whole list of things for when I'm commissioner of Major League Baseball. You have my I vote. Oh, I, um, have I will things, have a. I have things for when I'm commissioner of hockey. Oh, oh excellent! Yeah. This is a new segment. Yes. Okay. Give um, us one, Rachel. What is your? Okay. Well, my idea for that, uh, so that games don't go long on past nine innings, is you have a mini home run derby. Mm-hmm. And this is something that has been a feature at the All Star Games for the, the past few years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy on your team gets up to bat, mm-hmm. one other guy pitches for them, and they just hit as many home runs as possible in the space of a minute. Have one guy from each team that does that. It's fun. It's exciting. It'll have people staying till the end of games instead mm-hmm. of leaving in the seventh inning if they're bored. Mm-hmm. Mini home run derby. I'm into it. Yeah. I think that makes total sense. It's like sense. a shootout. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, when you are commissioner, <laughs> we look forward to your changes. Thank you. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for our first episode. I feel like I have learned and grown today. Uh, And I just want to say before we sign off here, we're going to have a next episode up pretty soon. And in that one, we're going to have a special guest and we're going to talk about football. 
which none of the three of us, I think, know that much about. <laughs> so uh, so that should be good. I mean, I was in marching band. I only ever stayed to halftime. <laughs> I don't know how football games end. And we were all busy in the stands anyway. <laughs> so... So this should be uh, that should be good. Hope uh, everybody listening enjoyed the first episode, and hope you'll stick around and come back uh, for more of the same up next week. Uh, special guest football, and yeah, we'll have another another baseball etiquette uh, specialty as well. And Try to stop me. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> so for foul puck uh, sports ball for the rest of us, this is Nancy signing off. This is Rachel signing off. And this is Rebecca, and you can find us at on Twitter at FoulPuckPod or on Instagram at FoulPuckPodcast. We're also on Facebook, Tumblr. Just look for us all the places with FoulPuckPod. That's right, and we have a website as well, um, which I believe is either FoulPuckPod or FoulPuckPodcast.com. I don't honestly remember what I made it, but I will look it up for next time. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time.